Hi, this is Jim. And this is Max. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. Hey, everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the newest episode of Sounds from the Locker Room. My name is Bill Matz, and I am your host for the evening. James Van Riemsdyk finally reintroduced himself to the Wells Fargo Center crowd on Saturday, hearing his name called when he scored his first goal since signing with the club over the summer after six seasons in Toronto, and a lower body injury only four periods into the season-opening road trip. JVR also picked up assists on Travis Konechny's power play goal, and the game-tying tally Wayne Simmons netted with three and a half minutes to go in the third. The 2007 second overall pick talked about his team's effort in the near comeback. Showed some good character and response by uh, coming back. I think uh, I think we gave him a couple freebies where we had some tap-ins there. Not much the not much the goalie could do about those ones. So uh, it's a tough. But again, we st- we stuck with it. We showed some resiliency. And anytime you can get a point when you're down by four goals in the third period, I'd say that's a pretty uh, pretty good thing. So obviously. Not happy with the with the whole game, but we found a way to get a point, so obviously we have some things we can clean up and uh, go forward from there. The power play had been mired in a weeks-long slump prior to and immediately following Van Riemsdyk's return from injury. Did the NJ native think, following his second period goal, that it would open the floodgates as the man advantage unit went 3-for-5 on the afternoon? Yeah, you know, it seemed like, uh, again, I can only really speak for the last couple games since I've been out there playing and practicing and that sort of stuff, but it seemed like we were getting some good luck, some good chances, and uh, just a matter of time before they started going in, so it's nice to have some success uh, there as a unit. Thoughts on the first period where the Flyers outshot the Lightning 18-7 to despite being unable to convert? Yeah, I think, again, we did a lot of good things. We, we generated a lot, and, um, and we're strong in that, uh, in that sense of the game, so uh, yeah, that was obviously encouraging. That's a good team over there, so anytime you can carry the play like that, that's obviously good. Despite three consecutive losses at home, JVR sees some positives from the game on Saturday. Yeah, that's never, obviously, again, you always never want to let too many string uh, together on you, and uh, you want to have good responses. So I think, again, we've had some pretty good uh, process-related stuff as far as, again, uh, carrying the play and that sort of thing. Obviously, then we're, we're paid here and we're here to get results, so uh, it's not good enough. But, uh, again, there's some things that are encouraging. and some things we can obviously still work on. With less than 10 minutes remaining in regulation, the Flyers still trailed 5-1. to one. When did James feel the momentum swing in the Flyers' favor? Yeah, I think uh, once we got that third goal, I think that's when, uh, again, I, I think everyone kind of felt it on the bench, that momentum coming. We just kept playing and stuck with it and, uh, and uh, again, got some good bounces. Philly carried play in the first period and dominated the final 10 minutes of the third period. What was missing in between? Yeah, it was a little sloppy, I think. Uh, yeah, we got running around a little bit, and they again they were pretty opportunistic on their uh, chances. They're a good team, so again uh, they they uh, again make a lot of good plays and set up really good chances. So you just have to always make sure you're mentally aware of what's going on and uh, uh, cognizant of that. We move now to Cal Pickard. Filling in for the injured Brian Elliott, who will be out at least two weeks, Pickard gave up six goals on 26 shots, while his counterpart made 40 stops for the win. What are the goaltender's thoughts on the game overall? Um, you know, I thought we had a good game all the way through. Um, first couple periods were a little snake bit, couldn't uh, find the back of the net, but we stuck with it. Uh, you know, we kind of lost our minds a little bit there on the on the five on three, and, and before we knew it was five one. But uh, credit to our guys. Um, you know, didn't quit. 
came back, scored four, and uh, you know we deserve better. Could Pickard sense his team's frustration after taking the two penalties that resulted in the goals that made it four and five to one? Yeah, for sure. Um, it was a tough part of the game because you know three one it's uh, you know very doable and. and uh, they have a good power play over there. They made some good plays, and before I know it, it was five one. But uh, like I said again, credit to our guys. We, uh, it was an exceptional effort um, all the way through the third period, and an uh, unfortunate finish. What happened on Tampa's game winner? For you Trailer Park Boys fans out there, listen closely at the end. Um, on the overtime goal. The overtime goal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd have to see it again. Um, I think he just, uh, you know, kind of walked uh, walked towards the net and. And put one upstairs. I, I don't know what really happened before that, but uh, um, yeah, I'd like to make the save. Obviously, uh, it would have been nice to, to win that that comeback, but that's uh, uh, the way she goes. Team captain Claude Giroux is next. What's the feeling in the locker room after such an inspired comeback falls short? Uh, I mean, it's uh, definitely was uh, was fun to be able to come back from five one with ten minutes left. Um, I mean, we had chances after two to kind of take the lead, and uh, I think we played a solid game tonight. Uh, obviously, a couple mistakes here and there, but they're 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 a pretty good team. When you give them a chance to score, they're uh, they're pretty good at that. Giroux took a questionable slashing penalty in the third period to put his team down two men. The Lightning made quick work of the absolutely god-awful Philadelphia penalty kill, extending their lead to four and then five to one on the back-to-back -back calls. What explanation did the clearly exasperated Giroux receive for the call that went against him? Uh, I don't know. To be honest, everything happened pretty quick. Um, gonna happen um, it's frustrating that I was going to five on three and then they scored two goals that's uh, um, but uh, yeah I didn't see the replay so I, I don't want to comment on it the overtime loss drops the Flyers to four six and one at the Wells Fargo Center this year is there an explanation for the team's struggles on home ice yeah we want to be a good team at home we want to be a tough team to, uh, to play in front of our fans and uh, that's not the case right now but I think uh, tonight it's definitely a right direction. Uh, played a solid game. Uh, we worked really hard to get that one point, and um, we put ourselves in, in a position to, to get two points, but uh, that wasn't the case. Take it away, Charlie. When JVR got the, uh, the power play goal, did it just kind of feel like the floodgates opened up? It seemed like from that point on, you guys were obviously got two more power play goals, but you were just passing crisper, everything was just moving faster on the power play. Yeah, when, when you play on the power play, and, even if you move the puck well, you have good chances. If it doesn't go in, uh, I think it kind of keeps in your head a little bit and uh, made us relax a little bit there when uh, uh, when JVS was able to get it. Were the final 10 minutes of the third period the way the team has to play moving forward? Yeah, uh, I think the whole game we played pretty solid to be honest. Obviously, it's hard to it's hard to say when you're you're down 5-1, but uh, I think we did a lot of good things. We played uh, with an identity tonight, and uh, we gotta we gotta move forward with that. 
Travis Konechny netted a pair of goals five and a half minutes apart in the third period on Saturday afternoon, making the score 5-2 with his first and 5-4 with his second. But it was the third-year winger's interference against Victor Hedman, followed by Claude Giroux's alleged slash against Braden Point, that allowed the Lightning the opportunity to seemingly put the game away, scoring on the 5-on-3 and 5-on-4. This sequence led to one of my favorite exchanges between a reporter and a flyer so far this season. Did you guys have a problem with the can you take positives out of a game that takes so much emotional energy to come back in only to come up short in overtime? Yeah, it's, it's hard. Like, we want to take a lot of positives out of that. It, it shows what we have in the locker room, but um, you know, I'm sure we'll, we'll think of that over the next couple of days uh, when we have off here. And it's just tough to look at it that way right now. Um, you know, you, you want to come back like that and, and uh, have the victory for, for uh, picks there, but... Uh, it was a crazy day, but how do you think your team played overall? This one is a little mumbled, but I did my best for you. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're uh, you know, really offensive team, and I think we can put them back on their heels a little bit. And I don't know what we had, maybe 20 shots in the first. I'm not sure what it was, but uh, we were all over them, and you know, played hard games. Um, like, the high comes in between the, the second and third, and, and you know, so that's what we're actually playing a good game. I have no idea what TK said at the end there, but now we move on to Shane Gostisbehere. Ghost picked up primary assists on Philly's first two goals, both on the power play. Shane was first asked if the final 10 minutes of the third period were how the team needs to play to win. Yeah, I mean, it sucks it has to come down to 10 minutes left of the game and we're down a couple goals, but, you know, I think it's definitely a positive takeaway from the game. Uh, never give up. I mean, we got a point out of it. I don't know if we had any business getting a point tonight, but... You know, it, it shows the true grit of our team. Did it feel good to finally see some power play goals go in? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, we were moving around, we were getting our chances, and it's nice to see one get in. How did Ghost feel about a first period that saw the Flyers more than double up the Lightning on shots? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty boring hockey. I mean, you gotta you know, feel each other out sort of way. I mean, it's kind of like a Florida game where not a lot going on, but you know, we made plays, we had our chances too, they had their chances, just no goals. The first period was solid, and the end of the third was incredible. What happened in between? I'm not sure. I mean, uh, obviously we got into a little penalty trouble. I mean, that doesn't help, but, you know, I think just getting away from our game, we started doing the simple things, getting pucks deep, going to work, and playing with some urgency. I think that was a big thing. You could really tell guys wanted to be, you know, in the battle, winning that battle, and they weren't going to accept anything else but getting that puck. Sean Couture is our final player from Saturday's game. Coots potted his eighth of the year on a fortunate bounce to make the score 5-3 and then picked up a secondary assist on Konechny's second goal to pull the Flyers within one. After the game, Philadelphia's 1C was still frustrated over the third period penalties assessed to his line mates, Konechny and Giroux. Yeah, especially at that time in the game, you know, you don't expect those, those calls to be made. Uh, you know, I, thought it was, I, don't know, I thought it was a battle for the puck to me. Guy's six six eight, and, um, and then G. I mean, he's just battling hard to get on the puck, and the guy drops his stick, doesn't even break. So it's it's tough calls, but you know we gotta PK. We need to we need to be better. We gotta kill those off, and you know at least limit the the. the the Flyers' power play went 3-for-5 against Tampa to break a long slump. Forgive me if I'm wrong here, but is Sean saying the key to success on the man advantage is to shoot? Well, I think we, if you look at the goals, I mean, it's, it's 
pretty simple, simple plays. Uh, you know, uh, just put pucks in that, shooting pucks, and good things, uh, good things happen. Uh, sometimes when you're cute, uh, kind of, kind of control the play, but you don't get really much done. And I thought tonight, you know, we we brought more pucks in that and are the boys more comfortable on the road as the 611 points percentage away from Philadelphia versus the 409 points percentage at the Wells Fargo Center indicates I don't know I mean I don't know. <laughs> it's tough to say uh, obviously our record shows that we're better on the road uh, but, you know like I said I mean, some some of these results uh, you know weren't good but some others we maybe deserved uh, better but, you know, it's still early in the season to, to dictate if we're a good home or away team. Uh, you know, the midway mark or later in the year, you can tell them, you can come up with the stats. But right now, I think it's still pretty early to, to say that we're that bad. Let's finish with the head coach's post-game press conference. Hack has been showing a bit more personality lately, so let's see what he had to say about his team's solid effort, furious comeback, and heartbreaking overtime loss. What do you make of uh, the comeback and what happened in the, you know, all the minutes before? Where, where, where does all that kind of come from? Hey, get a little more specific. What do you mean all that comes before? All 60 minutes? Or what are you looking for? Well, a couple for? guys said first period just kind of felt a little bit like a devil's game where you outshot them handedly and didn't get anything for it. It's just floodgates opening once you got a couple? Or? Our first two periods were good periods. And we came out of it, you know, we came out of it uh, on the wrong end of it. Obviously, we got to do a little bit more. Um, our first two periods were pretty darn good periods. Um, you know, third, the, the first seven, eight, nine minutes of the third period, we didn't get much going. There wasn't much happening either way. Uh, but once we, you know, once we did get going after we were in a deep hole, we got one. Uh, we just got, you know, we just got a big burst of momentum and that included the crowd and everything on the bench and everything got rolling. Um, you know, momentum is a hard thing to explain, but you know what? We, we pushed it hard there. We found something a little bit extra. Once you get the score down, how do you guys, how do you feel when guys kind of stop speaking and stay a little bit and find the power play? Yeah, guys, guys, I mean, guys relaxed a little bit. I mean, obviously, you know, it doesn't feel very good when you, you're not putting the puck in the net on the power play. Uh, it doesn't matter how many opportunities you're getting. It, uh, um, you know, it's about finishing. And so we finally got one there, and that was uh, lifted. I'm pretty sure that lifted a pretty big weight. Dave, can you explain to us why you think the second period was was a, a solid period? The first period, no question, you guys had a lot of chances, a lot of opportunities, just in the score. The second period seemed a little bit to go more towards Tampa side. Well, three-one. They they won yeah. the period. Break it down, though, in terms of play, in terms of uh, puck possession, in terms of uh, opportunities. You know that that part of it, um, that part of it was a decent period. The five-on-three uh, was obviously a big, uh, crucial point of the game. Did you think those penalties? Were, uh, it doesn't matter what I think. Next question. They had five goals. I, I here, I'll, I'll go back on that. Regardless of what the call was there, the only thing that I thought was that we should be on a power play going into overtime. That's the only thing I thought. Because we either had a breakaway on that play or it's a penalty. Um, and uh, instead we ended up icing with, uh, with 30 seconds to go in the game with a crucial face off in our zone. So that's my only thought in terms of anything in, in terms of officiating. 
They, I think it was like five goals on their first 18 shots or so. Now, obviously, some of that has to do with the power plays that they scored on. But defensively, are, are you guys as efficient as you, you want to be or as solid as you want to be, even in those first two periods? Now, we didn't give up a whole lot in terms of uh, you know, great opportunities. And I'm going back over the last couple of games here. We've, we've been reasonably solid there. Can we be better? Can we be uh, more airtight? Absolutely. So we gotta we got to try to do that and try to tighten things up a little bit. How crucial was getting a salvaging a point out of this last stand because of the fact that you kind of problem? Well, one point, I mean, every point is critical. Uh, but, you know, there's no moral victories here. We we got one point. And we you know we left one on the table. So that's you know that's where it's at. Speaking to speaking to shift over shift emotional carryover. Wayne scores that game time goal. It seemed very clear that he fed off of TK's goal on the shift prior. Then on the reverse of that, you guys give up the power play goal, and then the very next shift you give up another one. It seemed like kind of the reverse and the negative part of that. How do you how do you take the positive part of the of the energy carryover but avoid Doing that negative. That's momentum. There's no magic. There's no magic to it. That's momentum. Um, the second, uh, the second goal against on after the five on three against is uh, that's on us. We, we gotta you gotta have your head clear and go do your job. And we didn't on that one. And put us in a big hole. Coot said it's too, Coot said it's too early to be worried about the, the home play. Do you feel the same way? Obviously, you guys have been playing better on the road than you have at home. Crowd been great the last uh, couple games here. We've given them an opportunity to get excited about things. They're a huge part of being able to dig out of a hole tonight. So uh, that was a huge positive for us, and they were a big part of it. Thanks, everyone. I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the schemes and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players, and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly.